<laughs> Welcome to the Haunting University Podcast, coming to you from the Rocky Mountain Home Haunter Studios. I'm John Schultz. I'm Sione Hutton. And I'm Leslie Reed. Happy October 1st, everyone. I am super excited. Okay, it's not actually October 1st because we are recording this way before October 1st, but that is irrelevant because the day we will release this will be October 1st. So, happy October 1st, everyone. I am super excited because today is the day that it is socially acceptable to finally start decorating for Halloween. Since when do you submit to that? (laughs) Since I am deployed on board a ship and they are very stringent about me not burning down the ship. I was going to say, and in addition Electric to it not being tea lights. Ooh. That's not bad. Let's remember that for the discussion later. You're not so actually we... coming to you from the Home Hunter Studios. Some of us are coming to you from a park bench. <laughs> actually, it's not even a park bench. I'm oh, sitting yeah. on the sidewalk with my back against the building on a quiet street in San Pedro, California. If only he had a park bench. If only I had a park bench. But irrelevant. For... The last couple of episodes, we have been uh, moving ahead with the design for our next haunt. That's uh, And we're targeting Halloween 2019. But because it's now October and we are in a festive mood, we want to uh, take a break from that and talk about some of our favorite ways of decorating for those of us who want to spread Halloween to other parts of our lives. And also to do so in a way that is not going to get you brought up in front of HR or any other members of authority that are slightly objectionable to things like dismembered skulls and realistic dismembered skulls floating around. Right. So we're t- today we are talking about decorating your office, decorating your classroom, decorating your cubicle. Your place of work. work. Decorating your place of work. Ooh. So let's first talk about uh, our places of work. John, what do you work in? I work in an office building. I need more than that. What is your space? Uh, I work. Uh, I work in an office building with just a couple of rows of desks, um, with single walls, not even really cubicles, just kind of desks and monitors. It's pretty sparse. Desks and monitors with a single wall. I love it. Les, how about you? What is your office? Glad you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also work in an office building. However, I get my own physical office with a door that I can close and I have a nice what? lovely wall God of windows on uh, one side looking out into the office common area. You even, oh, I was going to say you have a view, but apparently yeah, you have geez. a view of the office. Oh no, I have a view of the golf course. I have a really nice view mm-hmm. actually. I have an almost corner office. <laughs> Why are you doing this again? You're like succeeding. Yes, we've established <laughs> le- you. We've established <laughs> Leslie is better than us. We, we, uh, we get it. <laughs> I'm not saying it's inaccurate. <laughs> uh, we knew that. We did. Okay, so it's more than just also the the space that you have. It's also the acceptability of decorating your space and personalizing your space. So, John, how much ability do you have to personalize your workspace? Ooh, good question. See, cause, and that's a good question because every office is going to be different. Um so I myself work for a a large company, um, so they have certain restrictions on what you can and can't put up. They don't mind my specific office doesn't mind you decorating, but uh, you know putting up some pumpkins, putting up some cobwebs, spiders, things like that. 
Um, however, they do have specific restrictions on what you can do with um, electricity, what you can do with stuff that's in the space that's not your personal area. So it's a little bit limited. How about you, Les? Um, I work for a small company, uh, and they are ridiculously flexible and open to <laughs> decorating so long as it's not going to be horrifying on the rare occasions that clients come in, or if clients do come in while everything's decorated, it needs to be able to be taken down and stashed appropriately. Um, so I actually have a lot of leeway and a lot of flexibility to personalize my space and to personalize the office space if I so choose. That's that's amazing. That is really uh, and, nice. Yeah. I have uh, significantly more restrictions, but at the same time, slightly less, I guess. Um, because I'm on a ship, uh, I have just my room. I do get to live alone, though, which is very nice. But I have just my room where uh, I'm able to decorate. But have a lot of freedom so long as it stays safe. Um, so I have to be watching out for things like fire hazards and overloading electricity and um, those types of restrictions. So they nixed your working guillotine idea? They nixed my working guillotine idea. Which uh, Really? That makes such like, a great threat to uh, misbehaving minions. I mean, for God's <laughs> sake, you're, you're on the ocean. I mean, so the bodies, I mean, it's really not. I'm just Fair saying enough. it's right there. Would, would they rather you but, keelhaul them? But the, no, but that's actually a good point. Anything that I set up, uh, because we're on the ocean, the room is always moving. And so anything that is set up has to be secured to <laughs> the ceiling or the walls or the floor or... Um, it, all of the it, above? If it's loose, yeah, all of the above. If the room suddenly decides to tilt 15 or 20 degrees, uh, nothing can move. Otherwise, people will, could end up getting hurt. So um, that's one of the restrictions that's placed on me as I'm decorating. Oh, but I am super excited. Well, I keep saying that. I am super excited. It's almost <laughs> Halloween. He's so excited, if you can't tell. <laughs> He's super, super excited. Yeah, but he... the, point I, or the thing I was going to say is I found out yesterday that my wife signed me up to volunteer for my preschooler's uh, Halloween party. Aww. So I'm gonna get... Nice. So I'm, I know. I'm so excited for that, too, because I'm going to get to do some decorating for uh, his preschool class as well. So, so I think the key word for you is preschool. <laughs> <laughs> that is, in fact, key. And uh, that goes back to... Know uh, the room. Episode, uh, know your uh, audience. Back to our, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It goes back to the episode, what was it, episode 12, uh, know your audience and design your scares for your audience. But we are talking not so much about scares today as we are talking about decorations. So let's get to it. I just love the fact that you, like you said, I know you're super excited about this, and at the time our listeners will view this, it'll be 30 days to Halloween, which is also really exciting. But I'm picturing just, you know, Leslie and I are doing this from either workplace or home or office, and then there's, I just picture this crazy guy on the sidewalk gyrating and being all excited about Halloween. People walk by and maybe call the police. Yeah, that may happen. Fortunately, most of the people around me speak Spanish, and hopefully they're not paying too much attention to what I'm saying. Maybe some of our listeners are in Los Angeles. If you see a guy, just a crazy-looking guy gesturing on the sidewalk. <laughs> now you know why. Now you know why. So we got a few questions from listeners uh, that I want to open with because I think it will be a good way of uh, guiding our discussion. I want to present to the panel, what are some of the unique ways you have of decorating in your office, classroom, place of work? 
So for me, um, again, I do have a lot of leeway. That being said, um, I also have a lot of people in and out of my office. So restricting access to my office is not really an option. Um, and it's I sit right between basically two of the owners and operators of my company. So while I do have a lot of flexibility so and leeway... you do is in a huge spotlight. It's very much central and highly visible. Um, so I actually do have Halloween decorations in a way, up at all times. Um, I have skulls (laughs) placed around my office um, that go along with all my Funko Pops. And the fact that most of my Funko Pops are Harley Quinn and Deadpool certainly helps matters. Um, Other things that I have done or have considered doing in the past, uh, and and depending on what what this year holds with timing, um, I may proceed to do them some more, is getting the... um, kind of the reusable gelatin blood spatters that you can like stick on windows. Because again, I, I have I have a bank of windows that open out into the office. So decorating that that set of windows with kind of a bloody spatter scene is something that I'm definitely considering for this year. It's nice and easy. Um, it's easy to take down. It's easy to put up. It doesn't do any damage to the office. Um, and it'll entertain me to no end to stare out <laughs> into my office through a blood spattered window. Not to mention, they're a lot of fun to hang. Like, but you just kind um, of throw them and you're... see where they stick. Yes, it's just like those old sticky hands <laughs> or the sticky balls. Yes, you had them growing up that only lasted like an hour because they collect dust like crazy. Yes. Yeah, but they were like uh, fifty cents, so it was totally worth it. Exactly, totally worth the money. And what I love about those blood splatters is they are fairly inexpensive, and you can find them just about anywhere. I mean, my local grocery stores, Halloween aisle, usually has them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing I have, you know, I have skulls floating around. Um, you can just get little, you know, little foam pumpkins at any, you know, home goods store or um, hobby store. And you can get little pumpkins and stick them around. Uh, even decorating can just be as simple as getting a <laughs> pumpkin candle. And if you're allowed to have candles, or in my case, I have candles, but I don't light them. I use a heating element to heat them up. And then your office can still smell of Halloween and holiday. Nice. Nice. That's actually not a bad idea for uh, adding scents to your uh, no, house. No, not at all. Well, using one of those wax candle heaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other, ni- the other nice thing about, about my office is we have in the past held um, Halloween costume contests. Woo! So, nice. Our office does that as well. That's always a fun time. It is, and it's it's a fun thing. Like if you can't necessarily decorate because your office is much more restrictive, uh, see if they'll be willing to do a you know Halloween contest, or see if your floor uh, wants to do a Halloween contest where you know half the day sure. everybody can dress up as you know. Obviously, in a work environment, there are going to be HR level restrictions, but again, sure. That also forces you to be more creative because you know you can yep. do you can yep. do Halloween without skin or gore. Group. Slutty accountant is a classic. <laughs> Never tried that one. And Leslie pulled it off so well. I, oh, <laughs> ow. Yes. I was just thinking of the most generic thing I could think of. That was cold blood. <laughs> yes, generic, and you forget that I am an accountant. No, I knew. I'm just—it was not aimed at you. <laughs> well, clearly, so. got turned around. I give you sexy corn. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Oh my god, do I want to, you know what, no, I don't want to know what sexy corn looks like, I take it back. (laughs) I'm tempted to Google just to send you a picture. Please don't. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to what we were talking about, John, 
Let's talk about uh, unique ways you have for decorating at your office. Give me one moment. All talk right, amongst yourselves. Talk to yeah, yourself. Talk, well, while you're uh, preparing, I will talk about how I decorated mine. So he says preparing. Yeah. So one of the things I love about being in the ship is I do not have to deal with ambient light at all. I have complete control of all of the light. To start with, to cover very large swaths of area and something that will not hurt me if we decide to take a crazy roll. Yeah, as if there's any decision in that. <laughs> Cotton cobwebs. They are super cheap, like three bucks a pack. You can get them for less if you pick them up at the end of the season and uh, store them for the year. But they cover really large areas and add all kinds of ambiance to your haunt super cheaply, super easy, and over a very large area. And then I can take it a step further and hit it with lighting. So I love like black light spots, which can make it glow. Les, you talked about uh, your jack-o'-lanterns. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen those like fire and ice lights. Yes. Uh, swirly ones that like Spirit Halloween has been carrying and <laughs> people are carrying now. Uh, but I put those inside my jack-o'-lanterns and it makes it look freaking crazy. Yeah, but I love playing with lighting. Um, you know, my background is in lighting. What I love most about lighting is the way that you can use it to bring out or suppress different parts of your scene. Those micro spots, um, run off 12 volts, super safe, uh, super easy to set up, um, and can give you light in just the spot that you need to really make Unfortunately, if you don't have control of your ambient lighting, it doesn't help you very much. Which is my office because I have one set of windows opening to the outside and onto the golf course where I get nice full afternoon sun, and then the other one opening out into the office. Exactly, exactly. So you have to be a little bit more creative. Well, uh, none of my decorations can play with light, is basically what it comes down to. But that means anything that you put up, you have full visibility of. Yes. But, and also with the light, because I have the, those double windows that you know run right through, putting up the you know jelly blood spatters really really great effect because they get hit with a lot of light yep yep jump over to my other great passion you can definitely make use of sound effects no matter what your office looks like yes you may have to turn it down a little bit so you're not disturbing everyone around you <laughs> but it's an option if and... it drowns out the sound of me hitting my head against a keyboard, I don't think they'll mind. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you may want to go with, like, um, Halloween tunes instead of sound effects. Um, you know, I have a great CD of um, soundtracks from famous horror movies. Psycho and yeah. uh, Friday I have the 13th. several albums of Halloween songs... I can easily put together any of my lovely, terrifying thematic suspense songs from any of the movies, soundtracks that I have. Um, I also have a whole host of sound effects from Looney Tunes, including creaky doors, stamping shoes, people falling downstairs. <laughs> I have a whole bunch of those, too. I could put together quite the setup. Uh, yeah, you could. So, John, what about you? What are some unique ways you have of decorating? Well, to be honest, so on mine, we um, one thing that we did um, last year is again, you're, personally, you're a little bit limited for what you can do, kind of in your space. You know, you can put up some um, some cobwebs, you know, some pumpkins, the the kind of generic stuff. But one thing I pushed for last year was um, in the lobby, 
and we were in fairness we were on a different building but in the <laughs> in the lobby um we had a little bit of room and they were pretty they were pretty easy to work with and we had um a kind of cool effect where we had a, a place that was a little bit just had poor lighting in general which actually kind of worked out for this um and we had some of the team get some dry ice and like a witch's cauldron and stuff yeah. and then set the yeah yeah and, and, yeah we had and now we had a like a we couldn't have someone just standing there as a witch for you know 10 hours i wish they'd pay me to do that but <laughs> see why not no yeah, i know I, I trust me i tried um but the nice thing was we got that set up we got like a witch mannequin there um you know we get the broom and it it, the dry ice made this really cool effect, like the you know it get the bubbling cauldron, get some creepy music. So it was it was basic, but it it added just another layer of fun. And and you like Leslie mentioned, that, John? you know I might I I don't know if I do, but I know some of my um, my teammates may have, so I can check. Yeah, see if you can get pictures of that. I'd love to put it up on our Facebook page. And and again, it's it's dry ice, so it's you know it's not like it's a dangerous substance. Uh, well, okay, if you <laughs> let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. It's not a, you know, it's going to blow up the office building, but you should probably avoid touching it with your bare hands. That's yeah. So let me let me talk about dry ice for a moment. Talk um, about dry ice. So dry ice is um, frozen carbon dioxide. It does not melt. It sublimes, which means it goes directly from a solid to a gaseous state without passing through a liquid state, uh, like most other solids do when you melt them. But uh, so what that means is you are putting straight carbon dioxide into whatever space you are using it. So, asterisk, uh, if you're going to use dry ice, make sure it is in a well-ventilated area. That being said, uh, and then the other side, which John already mentioned, do not handle it with bare skin uh, because it is so cold it will immediately burn you uh, and will probably take several layers of skin off as well. Well, Only handle with really thick work gloves. Additionally... You do have to have them swipe your driver's license to purchase it. Yes, that is also true. It is considered a controlled substance. Um, controlled. You have to be 18 to buy it, um, and so they will uh, check Confirm. your ID and all that. They will, yeah, they'll be confirming. That being now, said, it makes super easy ways to make fog. You don't need electricity. You put it in a little bowl of warm water, and it will just sure. kind of bubble up. Yeah, you don't even need to be warm water. You put it in a bowl of if any liquid i mean this is also where if you do manage to convince or you know you're still in classroom and you have this opportunity to throw a halloween party setting up a bubbling cauldron of you know punch for the kids you know fruit punch it's all of a sudden it becomes this like foamy bubbly you know super cool (laughs) thing that the kids get to watch um So it's a great, again, it's it's a great, relatively easy, very, you know, inexpensive way to generate an atmospheric effect that is completely PG. And I know for us when we, because every year what we do is, like you mentioned earlier, we do the costume con, we do the costume contest. But the other thing which was fun is we take the, um, we, every year we do a chili cook-off for Halloween. Um so you combine the two, which is fun. But then last year we set everything. Usually most of sometimes things were set up in our, in our break room, but when we did the dry ice, we set it up in the lobby. Um, and then you kind of have these, you know, pots of chili that are, you know, sitting there. And then right next to it, you have this bubbling cauldron. So it was kind of that same fun effect. It's a good combination. 
And that's yes. actually a really There was no chili thing. being made with the dry ice. I should point that out. That's, I find that unfortunate. Mm. Yeah, that'd be really interesting because the viscosity of the chili would do some very, very interesting things with the dry ice. You could probably get some really, really cool bubbling. I should point out, my, my wife, her, her chili did win. Pumpkin beer chili, one for most unique. Awesome. Cool. That actually was pretty tasty. Anyway. Well, thank, thank you for that brilliant segue. Uh, Into chili? Into pumpkins? Actually, one Into of the... Uh, another question. <laughs> what are we segueing into? <laughs> Hopefully not a wall. Uh, <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> so, another question that we got from one of our listeners is, um, what about a Halloween party? What are uh, what are some of your favorite things to do for Halloween parties? Oh man, so there's so many. About dry ice. What else? <laughs> there's so many. There is, and I've done a hell of a lot of them because, um, like, all three of us, are all of our birthdays are in October, and I don't know about Woo! you guys, but my <laughs> birthday was pretty much always celebrated with a heavy dose of costumes and Halloween, um, and that basically continued for many many years. And it's one of the things I love about Halloween. I get to celebrate my birthday. I get to celebrate Halloween. I get to dress up. I get to hang out with all my friends. We get to eat all the candy, play in the leaves. Like, everything about fall to me is happy. Um, and so for Halloween parties, some of the stuff that we did, which was super fun, especially for kids, is um, the mystery boxes. Oh, um, yeah. And, you know, again, it sounds kind of cheesy, you know, well, the kids these days won't be scared by it, you know, they're all, all desensitized, da, da, da. it doesn't matter. You get a young enough kids, you get kids who have enough of, a, of an imagination and a sense of humor, it's fun. You go, you know, peeled grapes, cold spaghetti, you put all these mm -hmm. things in, you know, covered boxes, and you have kids walk through and, you know, put their hands in it, or you blindfold them and pass it around. Um, and he was, oh, look, here's the intestines of the witch, and oh, witch eyeballs, <laughs> and you do things like that, um, you know, making making your own root beer with carbon di uh, with um, dry ice. Yes. That's, that's always a fun one, and again, you then put the root beer in a bowl with extra dry ice, so you still get that bubbly cauldron effect. Um, you know, everybody dress up, most creative contest, Halloween, you know, Halloween costume, what's the most creative, what's the most scary. Um, God, what else did we do? Feel free to jump in as I'm thinking of other Halloween-related, you know, things for a party. Um, it's also a great time. There's a lot... Oh, here, here's another great one. Um, there's a lot of food items that you can make and share in that, you know... So many. Um making your own candy corn, you know, I'm, regardless of the great candy corn debate is whether it's hellacious or delicious. <laughs> um, making your own candy corn is completely different than store-bought candy corn. But, you know, making little witch finger sandwiches. Um, what are some of the Or witch ones? finger cookies. Witch finger cookies. Um, popcorn balls that you drizzle and make look like bat wings are laced around the outside. Bobbing for apples. Bobbing for apples. With vampire fang. Uh, making making candy apples and putting um, in, in the candy coating instead of just doing a basic red candy coating, put um, put your your cinnamon flavoring, but then put a little bit of cayenne pepper in it so they get this bite. Oh. And you get the spice to it. Um, so, so there's this always a 
always a surprise with the uh, with the candied apple. Um, it's it's fun because there's a lot of things you can do, like you said, with food, with the atmosphere. It's sort of that kickoff, even though it starts prior to that, but it's that like kickoff to fall, you know. And it's it's just a lot of fun. That's well, a full celebration of fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the great things about that is it doesn't matter what your background is. Everybody um, can appreciate the end of you know. Everyone wants to celebrate the end of summer uh, and moving into the fall. And so you get a, so I don't know about you guys, but I grew up with a fairly religious background, uh, and we would get well, I would get a lot of hate from other people at the church for my fascination <laughs> in Halloween. Oh, it's of the devil, and you're gonna go to hell, and all of that shit. I'm sorry. That is okay. that is I, offensive. Never... That is offensive to us. They just kind of looked at me and patted me on the head and say, "All right, go play with your bats." Devil child, yeah. Well, you okay? In fairness, you do that giggle when they're like, "Well, she's not getting into heaven anyway, so." What's <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, but the point I the so sorry, Les. Save your pity. I'm I got over it very quickly because I was having too much fun scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is, um, even in that kind of an environment, you can still have fun with a lot of the things we're talking about. Because it is a celebration of the harvest. It's a celebration of fall, the end of summer, um, moving into a new season, and irrelevant of all of the Halloween stuff that people may or may not like, you can still have fun with these ideas. Well, and that's also where, you know, hay rides it treated as a harvest celebration if you're in an area, if you live in an area, which you know, I, <laughs> I've lived in areas where Halloween was of the devil and nobody understood why I was so excited about it. Um, <laughs> That was a fun state. Yeah. But you, <laughs> you treat it as a harvest festival. And so you know, your hay rides, you go pick out your pumpkins, you might not carve them into jack-o'-lanterns, but turn them into pumpkin pie. Um, you know, that type of stuff. Corn mazes. <laughs> oh, I love corn mazes. Oh, oh, and so I don't know where you guys... So I saw this thing on Facebook some time ago that was talking about the history of carving jack-o'-lanterns, and it started when people would carve turnips. Have you ever seen a carved turnip? Most turnips are big enough to... Have. Well, no, I take that back. I have had turnips big enough to carve. I should have done that. We ate them instead. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Go carve your turnip. But... <laughs> I liked it. But, um... And I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say... So, um... My, my wife is a school teacher, and so decorating the classroom is always fun. You know, so you can obviously because you know it's a school, you you're a little bit limited in terms of you know gore, which is Everything. which is well, fine. you're limited in terms of a lot of things. You are like the dry ice thing, you you can't do because unfortunately, it's, inevitably one of them will try Touch and it. grab it and kill themselves and yeah, all kinds of yeah. And sadly, why did you, you burn off my child's hand? Can't like, claim well. Darwin on that one. No, unfortunately, you can't. Like, well, your child's stupid. But um, that's frowned upon. But one of my favorite... So she's, she's planning on decorating. But one of my favorite things that she's planning on doing, um, if you go to Hobby Lobby, Michael's, other hobby shops, things like that, um, you know, they have all those... They have tons of different Halloween decorations. They're a great place to check out. But they have pumpkins, um, like the fake ones, but in so many sizes. So she got this pumpkin that is probably um, three or four feet tall, maybe 50, well, maybe like 10 pounds. Does she remote control Just it? one of those huge tall pumpkins. 
Is she remote controlling no. it? No. Oh, she should seriously remote oh, control the pumpkin to chase the naughty kids around. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> this one, see, <laughs> they, they kept... So, so far this year... So they have, you know, they have a little hall pass to, to go to the bathroom or go to the office or whatever the case is. Uh, but they, ha- I think it, if I remember what she said was, uh, it's like a bookmark. It's like just a little bookmark. And they kept losing it over and over. They keep losing all of them. So she bought this like four foot pumpkin, giant 10 pounds that is now the hall pass. <laughs> That's awesome. You have, you have, if you want to go to the bathroom, if you want to go to the office or your locker or wherever you need to go, you have to have this giant pumpkin with you. I love that. And I thought that was amazing. It's like try and lose this. I saw an awesome hack the other day uh, for fake pumpkins, and for the more tech savvy out there, you may want to try this. It used a um, Arduino, uh, which is a programmable um, microcontroller, and what they did was um, set the Arduino to um, generate a random number. And then based on that number, it changes the position of a servo. They hooked up probably 15 servos uh, to this one controller, and each one of those servos had a little eye um, that was on the pumpkin. So the pumpkin is covered with eyes that are looking back and mm-hmm. forth randomly. Oh, that is awesome. That's pretty it good. Was, it's, it looks so cool. Oh, I love that. I'm not good enough with an Arduino to figure out how to do this yet, but it's on my list of things I want to try. Because Heather actually knows different. a lot about that. We should, we should, we should talk. Well, hmm, have her try it. I, yeah, have her try it. I'd put creepy eyes on her four-foot pumpkin. That would be a freaking amazing. <laughs> and then I like that you could do that and then do Leslie's remote control idea and chase them around. that's not bad so here's the other thing while we've been talking about really kind of classic Halloween things which is you know pumpkin there's no reason that you can't bring tech into it there's literally no reason that you cannot bring tech into these things to create you know get get your get your kids um, technic lego technic set and build a spider that you can drop from the ceiling and have the legs, sure. cl- um, you know, scrunch up. And you're just so hanging that. It just hang that from your office. So somebody walks in, and you can just kind of push a button and have the spider just drop and you know just barely touch their heads. There's nothing that says you can't, you know, mix this, you know, classic traditional, you know, some might say stodgy Halloween stuff yeah. with all the new technology that's out and available and all of the things that you can go find on the internet and cobble something together to create something truly unique. Yes. We talk, so we talked about it during our Micro Haunts episode, uh, the visual magnet. And there are just awesome, I think we have awesome ideas uh, in that episode about uh, ways that, or that you can apply to your office, like the singing pumpkins. The singing pumpkins are singing our uh, jack-o'-lantern faces uh, that you can project onto pumpkins or project onto a wall, and they are singing classic Halloween songs. I put one of those onto, just preloaded or loaded it onto one of those little forty-dollar um, projectors that they sell around Christmas time. So you know, project on your house, and I have that in my room on the ship, and I'm going to use it this year for or when I'm decorating Halloween. Just have the singing pumpkins singing in the background. Mm-hmm. And it's like for classrooms, like kids that. would love yes. it. Oh my God, so much. Or, um, what was the other one? The uh, the puppets. Uh, Imagineering. Oh, Imagineering. Yeah, the terrifying sock puppets. Imagineering with 
Uh, no, the computerized, uh, the computerized puppets. Oh, right, right, that's right. Okay, I got you. I remember. And Kate, did you say you found some of this on Facebook? I did say I found some of this on Facebook. And I if bet you, you want posted to check some out, of that. I did post some of it. In fact, whenever I come across something that I think our listeners would enjoy, or honestly, when I come across something that I enjoy, I post <laughs> it on our Facebook page. <laughs> and if you want to see it, you can find it at www.facebook.com slash haunting you, just the letter U. I, I would like to see it. Well, that also feeds into our Twitter feed. So if you follow us on Twitter, how do you do that, John? I, I think you go to at HauntingUniver1, which I'm pretty sure is HauntingUniver1. Um, and then you can also find that content as well as some, some other things on there. That is so cool. I know. I love it. Uh, that's pretty shameless. That was totally shameless. But I think okay. we were very smooth. Fun. Very smooth this time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Getting better. Uh. On that note, if you wanted to go back and listen to our episode on micro haunts and hear about our visual and hear about the visual magnets we talked about, or listen to episode twelve, know your audience, uh, to talk about where we talked about uh, designing scares for your audience, where would you find that? Sorry, Podbean, um... iTunes, and Twitcher. Twitcher? Twitcher? No. Stitcher. Stitcher. Sorry, the dog oh. trying to murder me. <laughs> uh, actually, thank you for mentioning Stitcher. We are no longer on Oh, no, Stitcher. Stars, that's on SoundCloud. Uh, or no, SoundCloud. Or SoundCloud either. Uh, oh. The best place to find us is on Podbean or iTunes. Uh, we looked at how people were getting to our episodes, and vast majority are through those two. And so I've narrowed it down to make things a little more, uh, a little easier on our end. Well, there yes. you go. Nobody was listening to Stitcher. <laughs> So I've cut them out of my life. Alrighty. Ooh, Sometimes you do have to do that. <laughs> so well, let's take one more question from listeners. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, uh, you're working on a tight budget. How do you get the best bang for your buck decorating for Halloween? Ooh, ooh, I recommend theft. I recommend theft. <laughs> and there it is. It's been a couple episodes. See, I was good. I we had gotten past it. Oh, God. Clearly, I was wrong. Yep. So, no, we do not actually recommend theft, despite John's uh, insistence. Um, however, a lot of it is... Be very, very specific about what you want to generate. Um, decide, really, what is the one or two things, one or two items that you want to be able to showcase, or that you really, really want to have. Um, go bargain shopping and, you know, go to Goodwill and thrift Woo! stores are amazing places. You know, you need to generate your, your, your office is having a Halloween costume party and they told you about it three days before Halloween because your memo department is terrible. Um, or because somebody decided three days before Halloween that this would be a great idea and nobody thought to think about this beforehand. Um, and you now need to have a Halloween costume that will fit all the rules of your HR guidelines that they set out, and you have three days to do it. Go to a thrift store. Um, yes. Not only do they have used costumes from previous years, they have such a volume of decorations of clothing that you can pick up on the cheap and put together uh, really, really spectacular costumes. Uh, honestly, the best way to kind of do things inexpensively is rely on your creativity 
rely on the resources that you have available to you and be very, very clear about what you want to do and stay within that. Uh, the other great way of doing it is, uh, especially if you're planning for next year and you were able to do one thing this year, but next year you want to do two, wait until after Halloween where everything goes on sale because they have to clear out stock for everything for Thanksgiving and Christmas. You can pick up yep. a lot of stuff really, really cheaply um, and then you just store it until next year. Yep. Um, a couple of years ago, John and I entered a contest called Skeletons on Parade where we oh. got to take oh. a... I bring this up because Leslie mentioned Goodwill. Um, where we got <laughs> to take a uh, one of those posable skeletons and we had to create a scene uh, with the skeletons, and then uh, they were judged by all the guests who came through uh, this attraction. Mm-hmm. Well, the one that we ended up doing was, uh, we called it the, uh, the Devoted Nuggets fan. Uh, so we're from Colorado, grew up, grew up in Colorado, uh, and the Denver Nuggets, in all the time that we've been growing up, have never been very good. They're so, good now. I don't but know. Yeah. They're they're good now. They're better. They're better now. I don't know if I'd go far. Well, as well. There's but... they're they're good now, but there was when we were growing up, it was like comically bad. Uh, okay, that's fair. But, they can at least um, hold their own now. Most yes. days. Yes. They are less embarrassing. They are less I think there was one season when they won ten out of eighty two games, I believe. I vaguely remember that, yes. It was pretty it was pretty rough. Um, uh, yeah, anyway. So uh, we didn't know. We didn't have a good idea of what we wanted to do for the skeletons on parade. So we went to Goodwill and we just started looking around through the racks. And what we can we put on, together? Well, yeah, we stumbled on a Nuggets jersey uh, and a Nuggets hat, and we're like, "Ooh, we could totally do something with the Nuggets here." <laughs> uh, so we found a pair of basketball shorts, paid less than like three dollars for it. Uh, everything that we got there. Uh, I'll tweet then, out some photos of this. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely put some photos up of our Skeletons on Parade entry on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, put this together, and we, actually, and we ended up winning that year. So we were super excited with how it turned out, all thanks to $3 at Goodwill and yep. one of the many skeletons we have laying around the house. And if the um, if the, the gentleman running that contest is listening, we still have not received our trophy. You said there would be the trophy. There has not been a trophy. <laughs> I'm still upset. I believe that was three years ago. I'm still angry. Dude, you're still angry that Dinger knocked you over as a child. You're not exactly Stupid. known for not holding grudges. Stupid ass dinosaur. Stupid ass tail. I'm just saying, be aware of your surroundings. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I believe that goes double for you. He is a poor reference. I was a child. All the more reason. Even, even as a child, even as a child, you were never innocent. Was till I met you. But no. <laughs> also, really, a, a purple dinosaur? No. Yeah, come on. Uh, no. We need to make some adjustments. What, you're saying they didn't learn their lesson from Barney? Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. We're segueing into Colorado sports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It just happened. Uh, but back to uh, thrift stores. Just a couple of days ago, one of my friends on Facebook showed an awesome thrift store find. Um, they actually found a vampire hunting kit. Uh, you know, crucifix, stake, and hammer or mallet all in a very stylized box. It was a random thrift store find. Nice. 
Not number, bad. And yeah, when we were doing the zombie apocalypse that year, went to Goodwill, stumbled upon a um, a green drum uh, with government writing on the side. It would it was like a um, it was for emergency food during the Cold War. Um, but we took picked it up and turned it into a toxic waste barrel. Looks awesome. We'll put some photos of that up on Facebook. Actually, it probably is on Facebook already. If you look in our zombie apocalypse um, portfolio. Well, and the other thing to think of is you know. People dump off and drop off all their decorations that they don't want anymore, or that they, you know, slightly broken. So pick it up. Be willing to spend, sure. you know, get a thing of super glue, get a thing of gorilla glue, glue stuff back <laughs> together, um, spray paint. You know, if you go go and find used Nerf guns that people donate, sure, a couple of good things of spray paint and turns those into awesome, realistic looking, <laughs> you know, costume um, costume pieces. Okay, for Arkham, that. we... Sorry, go ahead. Keep the orange tip. Keep the orange tip, yes. Keep the orange tip, that way no one can mistake it for an actual firearm and you won't be shot by police. Yes. Okay, how much did money did we spend on paint for Arkham? Did I we think spend $25. Any money? We spent about $20. That's not bad. And we covered See? walls... That were yes. covered 900 square feet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so floor plan was 900 square feet. We had walls throughout, uh, and we spent about 20 bucks on paint. How did we do it? We went to Home Depot and said, do you have any paint that got broken? Well, yes, that's part of it. So anytime, anytime that Home Depot or Lowe's or you know, any of those big box stores mistint a paint, they cannot sell it for full price. So, let's say I got the paint, I thought I would like it, I take it home, I paint the swatch, oh, that's hideous, I take it back. They will take it back, and they will then sell it for half the price. So, go check out that, because you can find a variety of random colors that way, but more, they will tint it for you for free. So, you're still paying half the price for the paint, but you can have them just dump all kinds of other colors in it and tint it black. Easy way to get black paint because they don't care what the color is anymore. Sure. Uh, but the work. other way, and the much more important way uh, <laughs> in terms of finding paint on a budget, uh, was estate sales. I've talked about them before. Estate sales are uh, the family liquidating uh, a person's assets when they pass away, and so they are trying to get rid of everything, usually. Everybody has leftover paint from painting their house because at some point they're going to need to, you know, touch up a spot here and there. And sure. that paint may or may not be wanted by the next owner. And so estate sales are usually selling full gallons of paint for 50 cents, a dollar. And if you go on the last day, you might even get it for free. So 90% of the paint we used for Arkham came from there. And then I spent some on spray paint for the graffiti. And actually, that's not true. We bought a lot of graffiti. We bought a lot of spray paint at the state sales. Yes, we did. I think the... Um, the best one is got a box of like almost 40 for like three bucks. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. times. It was really only specialty paint that I actually went out and paid full price for. Like uh, the UV paint that we needed for... Uh, what's his face? Oh, um... The guy. John. 
Phosphorus. Well, Dr. Phosphorus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Phosphorus. The UV paint that we needed for Dr. Phosphorus I paid full price for because I can't find that anywhere else. I'm good, but I'm not that good. Well, I mean, that's a once-in-a-decade find, and occasionally you do just need to bite the bullet and spend, but decide, don't get the biggest thing you can find, as well, we'll use this later. It's like, just get what you need. Yep, yep. Awesome. What else? Anything else for hunting on a budget? Or decorating on a budget? Um, I mean, yeah, theft. Just, yeah, overall. Rocky Mountain Home Hunters does not advocate theft. There it is. <sighs> okay, now we're good. Let's take a moment and talk themes. You may or may not actually need a theme, but uh, what kind of themes have you used uh, decorating at your work? Um, I've tried Restricted Coworker. That's pretty much mine. <laughs> Since you're just what's, not allowed to do very much. Exactly. <laughs> it means I put up some pumpkins and some cobwebs, and that was it. Because you uh-huh, can't really enough. do much. You have that's, for, that's what you mean by restricted. Yeah, sorry. I was going to think like restricted. Do not feed the coworker. Ooh, that's not <laughs> a bad idea though. Actually, we can try that. No, for mine we try. It's much more of like a, a fun haul because you have to do it for the office as a whole if you're going to be creative rather than you individually. Yeah. So ours is a little a little more restrictive, but if you do it for the group, they'll. They'll go with it. So it's just been kind of generic, fun, fall Halloween stuff. So mine has not really had a theme. Fair enough. I think, or I've used, uh, like, crime scene in the past. Use the masking tape and draw out an outline of a body laying on the floor, put some crime scene tape up, maybe sure. a bloody hand here and there. Um, again, super easy to do, super cheap, and uh, but uh, it has a great effect. We're also looking, and you can... You can hang some skulls from the ceiling. You can do all kinds of stuff. Okay, you put up a Grim Reaper. Is that what you said? I have done that. Yep. Uh, you know, like a more like a classic. Sure. Uh, I don't know if I would call it a theme so much as just your your, your classic uh, classic Halloween, Halloween items and ideas. Sure. Grim Reapers and witches and skeletons and ghosts. Oh mm. hell, ghosts hanging ghosts from sure, of course, all over the place. And you can make ghosts super easy with a styrofoam ball and a shred of sheet. I mean, yep. it's light. It'll hang from a drop ceiling panel, no problem. Yeah, well, and you can also make it varying sizes. So if you can only hang it from the side of your cubicle, you get a little tiny quarter-inch you know, thing and a little square of you know, handkerchief. You can hang from the entire office, and I can create a ghostly hallway. Um, I can do a lot more than that. Oh, so you want to creep out people in a dark hallway? Or maybe less dark. Uh, Is your theme dangle, creeping people out in a dark hallway? Always. Dangle uh, thread. You know, just take a strip of thread and dangle a bunch from the ceiling. As they're walking through, it feels like cobwebs tickling them everywhere. Uh, I would do it. Could have sworn you said bread. Like, that would be creepy, but for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> less creepy, more just raises a lot of questions. Well, a waste of good bread. Is it toasted? Mmm, toast. <laughs> hmm. Les, did you have any specific themes you used at the office? Um, most of mine are pretty, they're less thematic, and I mean, it, they're really just generic Halloween in terms of thematics. Um, it's only been of late that I've actually had time to really think about what I want to decorate and how much I want to decorate. 
But, you know, like I said, most of my plants have skulls in them. <laughs> Just kind of placed placed around. Um, you know, I'll probably do something like a little black cat or a little witch's broom or something like that. And I'll probably do the blood spatter on the window. So pretty, pretty basic. Um, but might talk to my office manager and see what we're doing for Halloween as a whole and what I can convince her to uh, set up and organize for decorating purposes. Yep. I will definitely have to post pictures of whatever we all uh, end up doing this year at our office spaces. Sure. Uh, for inspiration. Absolutely. We could have a con- we could have a contest. I'm gonna lose. So, yeah. So any other ideas? Uh, I was looking up generic jobs just so as because I I I did I how do I phrase this? You're you're right. I forgot Leslie was an accountant. So I was looking at <laughs> just some generic jobs. So there is slutty postal worker, which kind of uh, thank, there are no pictures on this list. Thank goodness. Um, there's also slutty office administrator, and there was a link to some more, but I was too scared to click it. So what about? There is there's a sexy left shark costume. Oh, that one? Ugh. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. But in general, what about, they're pretty much all the same. What about... Sexy Eleanor Roosevelt or Sexy Rosa Parks? Uh... Um... I... I, I, I don't know how to absorb that. I can be a sexy doctor and cure some sexy cancer. Did you just use the phrase sexy cancer? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Thank you, John. That was a perfect reaction. <laughs> that was priceless. <laughs> was, what the f*** is wrong with you? <laughs> that boy ain't right. And again, if you if you find yourself at a loss, if you don't want to do, you know, you don't like any of the ideas that we've tossed around, and you really want to do something cool, and you just again get onto Google, go to Pinterest, Reddit, Reddit, you know, sure. there there is no shortage of available resources um, in this day and age, and you know, go go talk to your friends, you. <laughs> Get drunk no. and bounce ideas off of each other until you come up with something <laughs> decent. <laughs> Are you saying, like, get drunk and start a podcast? We didn't start the podcast drunk. That's true. We've only done the podcast <laughs> drunk a couple of times. Yep. But for our potential, note, for um, our potential sponsors, no. we have not actually been drunk at the timing of any of these recordings. Thank you for that uh, clarification. On the note of inspiration, there's another podcast I listen to called Haunt Weekly um, that a number of episodes ago talked about places to find inspiration. Highly recommend listening to that episode. It was awesome. It gave me some resources I had never thought about before. And rather than tell you about them, I want to. Re- I highly recommend you go check out their their podcast. Also available on Podbean, by the way. You want to do a uh, a random question that we can throw in on this one because it's kind of a fun episode, and then we'll call it. Uh, sure. I, we have another would-you-rather question. So this one for me is, this one 
be harder for you two, but I'm sure you have each of your answers. But this one is just ridiculously easy for me. Would you rather have, for the rest of your life, unlimited sushi or unlimited tacos? For me, that is the easiest question we've ever had on this show. That is, give me the tacos all day long. It's That's not even a valid question. But since I don't like sushi, and I know both of you do, that might be a harder question for you guys. Honestly, I'm struggling a little bit. Yeah, um, see? In, in terms of unlimited, I think I would take the sushi just because sushi is more expensive. I can find dollar tacos all over the place, and so I can support my taco habits on... <laughs> I like that you income. have a taco habit. You don't? <laughs> well, no, it's just the way you support his taco habit. Like, he's out there just like, no, don't give him any money. He's just going to use it on tacos. <laughs> Something like that. So I can support my taco habit with my income. I cannot support my sushi habit with my income. <laughs> and so I think I would take unlimited sushi. I'm in the same boat. I can support my taco habit. I cannot support my sushi <laughs> habit, so I will take unlimited sushi. I was hoping you would talk more. Um, okay, no, that was, that was pretty easy. <laughs> that was an easy one. Oh, that's... Well, that's I that's... hope my reasoning is amusing, at least. No, it's, it's a, this one. My reasoning is just that I hate sushi. Um, yeah, that question. I got one. Go. Would you rather be able to jump everywhere you go or only be able to walk on your hands? Ooh. Whoa. Oh, man. So, okay, so wait, like, jump... When you say jump, you can't, like, Hulk jump everywhere. You have to jump... Non-specific. You can only be able to jump. You can only you can only move by jumping, or you can only move by walking on your hands. I mean, if it's well, like John... Hulk jumping... Well, I mean, John, I'm... let's be reasonable here. I mean, you're as white as they come, and you yeah, jump like I a white... Yeah, I have no jumping skill. So, I mean, that's right. like a two-foot jump every time. Exactly. So I think you have you are limited by your ability to jump. Yeah, but... Are we... Okay. So we're saying we're, we're narrowing it to each person's individual jumping ability. Yes. Hmm. But the ground's not exactly a great place for your hands, but... I, I, I think I'm going to go walking on hands. I also, think I have to agree. I Like, the idea of jumping everywhere just makes me feel ill. Well, and I was thinking, God, you're going to look ridiculous. Although, I guess if you're walking on your hands everywhere you go, you're not exactly looking like a sane individual. But... Correct. But I think that I would be moving a lot faster. Yeah, I think you're going to get there faster. Than I would by jumping the whole way there. Maybe I can wear some gloves as pseudo-shoes. Sure, sure, and I'm sure I could find something that way. Yeah, I don't... The jumping thing's too too much. What about you, Les? Jumping. Really? Why? Because there's puddles. <laughs> He's not wrong. Um, <laughs> because I multitask way too much when I walk. So I can multitask even if I'm jumping. I can't multitask if I'm walking on my hands. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Mm, okay. Interesting. But you're still moving at, like, two to three feet. I mean, it just... Uh, you guys didn't know me when I was six years old, and I literally would bounce everywhere. <sighs> so this isn't exactly a new concept for me. Yeah, I think enough. what we... Someday, when we're all home, I think what we really need to do is just... Because you've seen those videos where they have the people in those giant plastic bubbles, and then they just roll them down <gasps> the hill at people. Can we do that? I think... I was going to say, I think we need to put Leslie in one of those balls. I, so she... ball. <laughs> I think she. 
I think she approves of the idea. I, I think so. I think she's on board. I just have this image of Leslie cackling while mowing people down on a hill. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't yeah, doubt I, her. I think that's I think that's a winner. I think so. All right. John, wrap us up. On that pleasant note. <laughs> All right. So I think that should just about do it. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening and tuning into our show. If you guys want I to hope, help us, what? I was going to say, I hope that uh, our discussion today has encouraged you to find new and creative ways to decorate your office uh, or place of work and uh, help spread the Halloween cheer to everyone around you. I think the main takeaway is, you know what, do what you can and have a good time. Have some fun. Which is pretty much how I try to live my life. Yeah. But also not being murdered on the side of the street with a taco in your mouth. Mm, Although, tacos. that would be a good way to go, I guess. There are, there are worse ways to go. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, and we want to thank everybody for listening. And if you can, if you like the podcast, if you, you just enjoy our general nonsense, go ahead and subscribe to us on Podbean and iTunes. You can find us there. Um, you can also find all of our content um, on Twitter and Facebook. Our Twitter handle is at HauntingUniver1, which is Haunting, U-N-I-V-E-R-1. And, Kay, where do you go to the Facebook one? Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash haunting you. All right. But glad, I'm, I'm glad you're not dead. I'm also glad I'm not dead. So, from all of us at Haunting You, thanks for listening, and happy hunting. Bye, everyone. Haunting You is a production of the Rocky Mountain Home Haunters, LLC. All audio clips and sound effects are used under a Creative Commons attribution or public domain license from Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com or the Sound Bible at soundbible.com. Please see our Facebook page for more information on all the clips used in this episode. can be reached via Facebook at www.facebook.com slash haunting you with the letter U or on Twitter using the handle at haunting Univer one that's haunting U-N-I-V-E-R-1 be sure to check out our new page on Podbean at www.hauntingyou.podbean.com Go away car, go away truck, go away motorcycle